Good morning, everyone. Ready to get started? Remember that if you have any questions, you can write them down right here in the chat, and I'll be more, 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 more than glad to answer them right here. So, Chris, I see you have your hand uh, raised. So, if you can uh, type your question right here in the chat, I'll be more than glad to answer them, answer them for you. So, here's a topic for today that I have for you. Let me go into the system and show you right here so right. six skills of great negotiators if you again if you want to deviate from the conversation as a question that has nothing to do with today's topic be more than glad also to answer it as well so it doesn't really matter today every monday from 10 to 11 is your time your time to ask questions and it's my time to answer them for you but i always want to give it uh some structure so you get the most value out of each session. Got it? Yes or no? Yes or no? Good? Perfect. All right. Yes. Got it. So let's begin by talking about the six, six skills, all right, of great negotiators. Let's start with number one. Listen, listen. So I want you to write that down. Listening. Listening. To me, that, that's a difficult one for most of us, all right? And, and I know you, you've heard that one before. The question is, am I actively listening and that is something that I have improved in my past, I would say, uh, year in 2022. I don't know exactly the date that I put that as one of my goals uh, to highly uh, pay attention to what other people are saying, not only verbally, but what they're telling me with their posture, right? The way they use their face, the, the tonality of what they're saying. So it goes way more than just listening to what they're saying, the words, but the tonality, their face, their posture tells me a lot. Are they secure about what they're saying? Are they 100% convinced? Is this something that they're saying to get out of the conversation? Is this something that they didn't actually plan on saying, right? Uh, and, and in the book, uh, Never Split the Difference, there's a, a good section that, that goes like this. You are Sometimes you're talking to somebody for 30 minutes for just 90 seconds of gold. Right? And I love that phrase, right? So you're talking to somebody for 30, and you're just letting, letting them talk. Just let them ask, ask them a question, which is the next big skill, right? You're just looking for those 90 seconds from the buyer or seller that are going to tell you exactly why they are taking action. They might be telling you because they want to increase a high, their, their interest rate. They might be telling you that they want to do, uh, you know, they want to sell their home for X amount of money. But sometimes, and may, most of the time, there is a 90 second window when they tell you something that they, that they were not inclined to say. Got it? So are we actually listening not only to the words, but listening in terms of paying attention to their face? and to their body, right? So become, so this is what has helped me in the past six, eight months, becoming the detective, got it? So when you adopt that mentality, I want to become the detective, right? And I see right here, I see Adriana Patino, I see it right here in front of me, right? And I see also Ana Carolina, and I see them in front of me, that's what I'm So, okay. Let me become the detective to, to, okay, what is it that they're truly saying right here? Are they worried? Are they happy? 
right? Are they concerned? Are they excited about the property? When I go, when I go into a property with a client, listening is not only to the, to the, to the words, it's to the cues, listening to the verbal cues with the tonality. I just said that, right? So, okay, they go into a house. Am I looking at their reaction? Listening is paying attention. Listen, listen, listen is paying attention. Got it? So they tell, they're telling me that they, they like the property, but the way they're saying, I really like the property. No, they did, really didn't like the property, right? So that's a great skill of negotiators. They become the detective. So imagine going into a conversation with a client with a detective mind. Huh. All of a sudden, that conversation becomes way more interesting for you. Now you're truly engaged. Let me see what I can find out, right? Which leads you into the second one, which is right here, the second skill, right? Ask questions. What are detectives doing? Detectives are not talking about them. Detectives are not talking about what's happening in the city. Detectives are just writing down things. Right? And they're asking questions and being silent. So I want, I want to write this down because it's, 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 a, it's a good nugget for me. All right? Which is right here. Oops. Uh, having the detective mindset. All right? The detective mindset right here. I'm going to put that. Detective mindset. Mindset. Detective are what? What are they doing? Number one, they are what? They are listening. Very good, right? They are listening. Very good, Marcela, right? Gustavo, what are they doing? They're asking more questions. They have the little paper. I saw this really strong movie on Netflix last week. It's called uh, Loving Adults. Have you seen that movie? Don't recommend it. It's a little bit strong. <laughs> it's very strong. A, a friend of mine recommended it to me, but it's, it's kind of dark uh, drama movie. And, uh, and and there's a detective, right? There is a detective on, on, in the murder, murder scene, right? There are two detectives, right? And what are they doing? They're asking questions. They take the little notepad and they're writing things, right? They're looking for clues, looking for clues. And, and, and what happens to detectives is that they spend hours, hours interviewing people. And, and those things do not lead them anywhere until... Somebody says something like, whoa, hold on one sec. The same thing with a conversation with a buyer or seller. And they will feel, they, they will feel it. They will truly feel it. Not at a conscious level, but on an unconscious level that you are paying attention. So it's not only good for you, but also for the client. It establishes that rapport because we are truly interested for a selfish reason, reason, right? Because I want to learn more because now I'm the detective right here, but it's also a benefit for them. Got it? Right, perfect, all right? Uh, Juan says, like Colombo, exactly, all right? Marcela said, the black swan, right? The black swan is uh, it's the company of uh, Chris Boss, the uh, author of Never Split the Difference, right? Very good, very good. Remember, if you have any other questions or comments, you can post them right here. And I'm looking at them, at, at them uh, here in the chat. So I'm going to go with Christy, which has the first question after I finish those six points. All right, six points. All right, so let's go into number three. 
Great negotiators have what? Great product knowledge. In your case, what do I mean by that? Listen, if you're going to go and do a listing presentation, you want to get a listing from a seller, you need to know the product. And what's the product? Their home and the homes of that community. You need to know the community, right? That's, that, that is, no, you're welcome. Uh, So, (laughs) right. So I need to have that product knowledge. Amazing negotiators have amazing product knowledge because now, right, they can communicate that value to the other side. Uh, This morning in El Cafecito, we were talking about preparing, right, about eight skills that you can develop without any talent. You don't need talent to give 100%. You don't need talent to show up every single day. You don't need talent to wake up early. You don't need talent to have a great attitude. You don't need talent to practice. Got it? So those are skills that you can develop without any talent. And that's what I want you to do, right? Develop that product knowledge. If I'm going to go to a pre-construction and I I want to sell this specific pre-construction, I want to be an artist, the show person. When I get my client in the car and we get to that pre-construction, right? Or before getting to that pre-construction, I'm going to do a concert of that pre-construction in my car the client is going to go like what like wow 48 stories 651 units press per square foot 900 for the uh, studios 990 for the one bedrooms two bedrooms are in the 1000 range right one dollar per square foot in the middle of downtown miami one block away from Bayside, two blocks away from uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the Miami the Miami Port, three blocks away from XTX Arena, four blocks away from the Brightline. Over five point five million people are coming on a yearly basis to that specific area just for the port. We have not only we are in front of the Miami Heat uh, home, but also the XTX who houses over 80 concerts per year. I mean, I want to give them so much. They go, wow, I got, I got to buy whatever this professional is selling me because this person knows so much that clearly that person has done their homework. Now, here's the most interesting thing. The first time you do that, the preparation to get there is not fun. It's just not fun. It's a lot of work. But the feedback and the result you're going to get from that is going to give you the motivation to come back and do it even better. Right? The financial reward, got it? That you're going to get from that. The recognition you get from the client. In this case, we were talking about pre-construction. The pre-construction in-house person, your peers, is going to be so much. And then you want to go back and do it even better. 
and then starts an amazing, beautiful cycle, right? And that's the key. I follow this guy. Uh, did I did I show it to you guys? The professor, the dean of marketing for NYU. Did I show you that small clip about the tax lawyers? Did I show you that clip? Yes or not? I don't think so. So give me 30 seconds. We might be a little bit silent. I would love for you to think about one question and post it here so we can go into it. All right. So I want to look for that. This is just such, a, such an amazing, amazing. Let me see right here. Uh, let me see right here. Give me one second, please, please. This is so good. This is so, so good. Oh man, let me see. Hopefully I can find it. Yes, let's see it. I think I will find it here. Hold, hold on one second. If I can, I'll promise I'll bring it to next session because that's such a nice video. Uh, let's see if I go here and then I go to... Orlando, I want to add something. I think that those skills that we're learning now while combine it with the pre-qualification question, we're going to mm -hmm. master the profession. Absolutely. Uh, the pre-qualifying questions are key, right? <laughs> so what we're talking about today, very good. Very good. So the knowledge, the, the listening, the asking questions, and having the product knowledge combined with the pre-qualifying questions. What are the pre-qualifying questions, by the way? What? what? Where? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Very good. Why? Why? Uh-huh. Very good. Um, <laughs> when? When? Very good. Very, very good. Yay. Very good. So let me see right here. Can't find it, man. That's that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, now I'll bring it to you later. All right. No, I can't find it. Anyway, it's all right. Let's continue. And if uh, I find it later right here, I'll send it to you guys. All right, so let's let's continue. And thank you for that comment. I didn't know who, who was it because I wasn't looking at the screen. I was looking for something. But thank you very much for bringing that up. All right, so number one, skills of great negotiators. What is it? Number one is what? What is it? Listen. 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 Listening. Very good. Number two is what? Ask Ask questions. Questions. Asking questions. Very good. Number three is what? Product knowledge. Very good. And now let's seven. go into four. All right. All right. It's loading right here. And I don't know what happened. There you go. Knowledge. Now, great My phone. market knowledge. Great market knowledge. All right. Now, there's a difference between the product and market knowledge. Right. So, the product is what's happening in my community. The properties, the average price, average price per square foot, the businesses, high, lowest, for sale, et cetera. That's different, right? That's the product. If I'm going into a pre-construction, right? Knowing exactly what's happening in that pre-construction is what, if I'm going to show three properties for sale, resales with a buyer, that's knowledge, right? That's knowledge about the product, the quality, the community, the amenities, that's product knowledge. Now, market knowledge is what's happening in terms of appreciation, in terms of growth in the area, in terms of new developments. And when I say new developments, I'm not talking only about real estate. It's what's happening on Wednesday. Remember, we have How to Sell Miami. 
and we're going to talk about infrastructure, right? What's happening in 395, I-95 conjunction, right? We're going to talk about the different things that are happening in the area, in the economy too, right? So market knowledge, it's critical. The more I know about the market, right? The more convincing, convincing I'll be with my clients. Make sense? All right. So that's point number four for great negotiators. Point number five would be being patient, which I don't have, uh, but I know I have to develop. I'm not sure, but I, but I'll try. <laughs> All right. Uh, being patient. All right. I I know that's an important one. Uh, never wanted to develop it. I never worked on it. And to tell you the truth, it's not in one of my priorities, but I know it's important. All right. Uh, I lost some deals because of that, but sometimes I'd rather lose them. I'd rather go faster and work with the convinced and trying to convince, but I understand it takes time, especially for the new. So the newer you are, uh, it also comes, patient comes with, and, and I, and I put it here for a reason. Uh, the more you need a deal financially, the more patient you need to be. You got it? So so if you're in a situation where you don't need that deal, you don't need to be that patient. You got it? So I want to put myself in a position where, where financially I don't need that deal. Uh, so that, you know, that, that's what I don't, I, I don't want to be patient. I'd rather put myself in a position where I need to uh, save money, use my money wisely, so I don't put myself in a position to be patient. Uh, and, and that's a, sometimes even a more difficult thing to do, which is to control your money, to keep your money. It's, it's just to make, keep, and then multiply your money. And for most people, it's, it's not an easy task, right? So when I don't have money, I have to be patient. When I have money, I don't need to be patient. I need to go next. Got it? So uh, another thing, and remember, in El Cafecito on Fridays, we talk about uh, making sure that you know, we learn how to handle our finances. And if you in the future episodes on sessions on Mondays, do you want to talk on, on how to not only make it make, you know, make more money, which we're talking about here, uh, but how to keep it and how to multiply it. If you want to add that, definitely I'll, uh, I'll be more than glad to talk about that. All right. Uh, because ultimately we'll, we're doing this in a big, 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 big part for the for financial reasons. Right. And uh, most real estate agents never put them, themselves in a situation uh, where they're financially secure. They might be making money, but do not confuse making money, having a nice car and a nice purse with a nice watch with being financially secure. One thing has nothing to do with the other. Sometimes it happens that you're financially secure and you have those things, all right? But do not be fooled by a nice car, nice watch, and a nice purse, all right? Most people are not financially, most real estate agents are not financially secure. I would say, 99.9 .9, right out of 100 agents are not financially secure unfortunately right and uh they're productive they make great money many of them are top producers but they have no financial security uh, and i want you uh, and this uh, and every monday i will pitch you that i'm not selling you anything anyways but i will pitch you that idea i'm selling that idea uh, that you need to start thinking about your finances, your personal finances. You need to sit down with your spouse and have a very, very clear and strong conversation if needed, all right, of where we're going financially. Because if not, it's just a hamster wheel, all right, of every single year, every single year struggling, 
right? Every single year. Yeah, businesses, you know, you're making more money, but you're not more financially secure, all right? So I just want you to think about that, all right? It's not about making money, but how to keep it. But more, the most important thing is how to multiply it. So I'll end with this is how many hours a week do you invest on thinking, learning, educating yourself about how to multiply your money? Because if you're not thinking about how to multiply your money, you're destined to work until the day you die, which is a very, very dangerous way of living. All right. So I hope this, this little part of today's session is a wake-up call. All right. It's never too late. It's a wake-up call for you to understand how important it is to be financially secure. It's nice to have amazing things, right? Buying nice cars, going on nice vacations, nice restaurants, right? Uh, very nice. And if you can have 25 cars, God bless you. Buy 25. I would suggest you buy 30 if you can, right? But when you have the money, right? So we'll continue on that. So right here, negotiators. Let's go back to negotiators. Point number six, number six open to options. Now I'm going to be a little bit controversial. Open to options. By the way, take your phones out and uh, make a screenshot. This is recorded. Anyways, for those of you who are newer to a um, organization of, or Team C5, uh, you know that these are sessions that are recorded. Uh, you can watch them anytime you want, as many times as you want during the week. But take a picture of this. Uh, option to uh, open to options. You're ready for some controversy? <laughs> open to options, right? So uh, I see a lot of coaches, a lot of negotiators. Uh, even even uh, Chris Boss, right, uh, in his in his book, and when he talks about real estate agents too, uh, he says, "Do not negotiate your commission." Why not? Who said three percent is the right commission? Why? I'm the first one to lower my the first one to lower my commission, if needed. So, Mr. Klein, you're telling me that if we go from three percent to two percent, you will authorize me to sell your property? Is that right? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, that's right. Right? Cross 3%, 2%, authorize me to sell your home. That's simple. Don't come to me with that BS of, well, if I am easy to negotiate my commission, how easy will I be to negotiate the price of the home? That is so 1960 objection handling answer. Come on. Are you guys following me what I'm saying or not? I see you guys are kind of quite quiet. All right. So, right. So no, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, not following not. Marcela. So Marcela, there, there's a, there's a common objection handling about price, uh, about commission, right? One of the most common objections is, is commission, right? And, yeah. uh, but by the way, I, I never understood why brokers, and there are many brokers that do not allow do not allow their agents to lower their commission. By the way, That's true. yeah, exactly. So Marcela, who is the broker to tell me how much I charge my client? Who found the client? No, myself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You found the client. So who's working the client? You are the broker. Yeah, we are. You are, not the, not the broker. You are, the broker is oh, doing no. nothing, right? So yeah. uh, who is uh, incurring on the expenses to find and maintain that client, the broker or you? Oh, no, us. That's you. Yeah. So, yeah. Right? so why would the broker get in the middle of telling me or the agent how much I'm going to charge my client? If I want to charge my client a $500 
flat fee. That's what I'll do. Sometimes it's a marketing strategy. I'd rather have, if I'm new to an area, I'd rather have 15 properties with my for sale sign for $500 oh, yes. because it's going to save me a lot of money in marketing and it's going to give a lot of marketing to the broker's company, all right, that have only one listing at a 3%, all right? Completely agree. Uh, I will try not to reduce it on the beginning, but if I see that I'm going to lose it, I prefer that money than not having the money. Huh? And, and I do not go, uh, listen, I rather have a volume all right, than two or three properties. By the way, sometimes it's more than 3%. And I do many times that, that with, with some of my consulting fees, right? My consulting fees are not the same for every single situation. Sometimes they go up, sometimes they go down. And sometimes in a conversation, I increase my consultation fee because I see this client might be painful. So if I'm going to take the risk, I'm going to mump up the rate. The rate. Or, you know, I am, I really need to take this client because it's going to give me an exposure that is going to be very beneficial for me. And right. sometimes I do not charge anything for a speaking engagement, zero, because it's to my benefit. It's the same or as, as a, or refer, so, or a referral. If I see that it's a referral, right? Okay. Sometimes it's 20%, sometimes it's 30%, sometimes it's 50%. I want to be able to negotiate that. So what I'm saying, great negotiators are always open to options, right? Bad negotiators is, no, this is, this is my fee. This is, you know, it's 3%. Why? Be open to options. It can create, it might create amazing opportunities in the future you're opening a new you're, you're opening a new source of clients right if when i choose to if i do my job right and i take a listing or a buyer whatever it is all right it's not only it's, it's not so much about the transaction that i'm doing with that client is the potential that I have to do a transaction with many other clients from that sphere. Does that make sense? All right. So there is a saying, you don't work to close that client. You work to close through that client. Got it? You don't work to close that specific client, Marcela. I'm not working to close Marcela. I'm working to close through Marcela. Now, if I do a great job for Marcela, what is she going to do? She's going to open her sphere of influence for me, right? So I want to be open to options. Oh, I only do six-month listings, but why would you do six-month listings? It might not even be beneficial to you as an agent because the client is a pain. Got it? Listen, let's get started, Felipe. With 30, uh, listen, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable working with six, you know, six months. Listen, so you're telling me that if we, you know, give it a trial for you and for me, you'll authorize me to sell their home. Is that right? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, sure. All right, perfect. So let's do the following. Let's work only for the next four weeks. And I'm going to put it right here. 30-day agreement, right? So I can do my job in 30 days. In four weeks, I'll be more than enough necessary, the marketing, the open houses, contacting my, uh, my sphere of influence to make sure that we work together for the next four weeks. And if you and I are satisfied, and by the way, at the end of those 30 week days, you and I are gonna have a conversation. And if during that conversation, you and I determine that it's, a benefic it's beneficial for you and I to keep it, yeah, we'll keep it. 
We'll extend it for the next 30, 60, 90, or 180 days. It doesn't matter. Great, excellent. If that's what's preventing you, right, for sending your home right now, I want to make it easier for you. So let's work for 30 days. So great negotiators are always open, always open, always open to new options. And I want you to do that. Got it? And especially the two most common uh, friction statements from uh, sellers when, you know, not wanting to take action, it's number one, it's the commission, and number two, the length of that listing agreement. All right, good. All right, so let's go into questions right now. Chrissy says, I'm in Nashville and my leads are costing $3, but the price, even though it's expensive, it's not my concern. $3 is not expensive. Very good, especially if they are within the United States in Nashville. My question is, should I still be promoting Latin America or just focus on Nashville? There is only 1% of Latinos here and I want to open my market here, but most of my business still in Florida. What should I do? Okay, Christy, if you can open uh, your mic and your camera, that'll be great. Uh, so I'll see you two things. Where where are you right here? I don't I'm see right you. right here next to you. Oh, yeah, Christy, perfect. Excellent. All right, Christy. So two things. You have two great markets. Number one, the Hispanic market in Nashville. All right. It's way smaller than the total American market, but there are way fewer real estate agents, right? So nice. I would start marketing in Spanish 100% in your area. All right, so you're automatically, automatically eliminating the uh, the Anglo market, right? So you don't waste. So maybe the cost per lead might go down. Yeah, but my question, you know, I'm I'm doing everything in Spanish. I'm just getting a few people to register for my webinars that I am already doing, and and um, what I find is that even though it is a specific for like sometimes when we are working on the leads we put spanish only when we're doing the marketing or the the campaigns on facebook but the range is very little like very little and so we open it up for so let me ask you how, how many leads are you are you getting in a weekly basis 56 50 50 all right perfect so before the webinars all right, and those are local in Nashville? No, because we had to open it to Florida and then this past campaign, we opened it to Latin. No, no, well, let's talk about Nashville right now, real quick, okay. because we wanna give, uh, so let, let's focus right now on Nashville. Nashville, how many leads are you getting in Nashville? Probably 12. 12 per week. Okay, before doing the webinars, all right, since it's a group, a small group, now, if you put more money, you think you would get more or not? I don't think so because okay, we, so let's try it. So two map. things. So let's let's do two things. All right. Let's let's increase number one, the budget for the next week. Only seven days. See what happens if you get more than 12. Okay. Got it? Now, if you're getting 12, only 12, that's a small number, but I don't want you to do a webinar. Since it's a small number of people, I want you to call them. Yeah. Got it? Directly. All right. Hey, Christy, how you doing? This is Orlando Montiel. I just noticed that yesterday, you, whatever whatever action you asked him to take, all right? Mm -hmm. What questions do you have about it? Tell me, how can I help you? It's a small group okay. of people. But if you yes. do, imagine doing that every single week for the next, what is it, 20 weeks, right? You're going to have more than 220 people. So let's say you get 10 per week, 10 per week that you get to talk to. You're not going to talk to all of them this week. Some of them are not going to answer the phone call. Some of them are going to be bad leads, right? Also, it's yes. also bad numbers. Got it? Yes. Let's say you get to talk to 10 people per week. Good? And you okay. do that for 20 weeks. That's less than, uh, what is it? 
that it's what is it 10 weeks uh i'm sorry for a Ten quarter times 10 is 100 100 no. all right mm -hmm. now let's say you do that for a quarter which is 120 mm -hmm. 120 right you're going to have 120 conversations in your area all right out of mm -hmm. that about 20 people are going to be interested out of those 20 people interested it's going to be four or five closings you can get from that in a quarter which is not bad in a small area Mm -hmm. Now, I'm assuming, and that's just an assumption, that you can get more people if you invest more money. But if not, here's your advantage, which is point number two, right? Now, you can have also, what you said, your local market, and you can close four to five transactions that way without even utilizing your sphere of influence in your area, which we will work on that uh, in the following sessions, all right, on how to increase your market your presence in your market that's just from leads right four transactions one more per month mm -hmm. also you work on the latin america as you said right here so working both okay so there comes one question that is being bothering me like do i have one specific facebook and instagram and tiktok only for nashville or do i mix everything no you should have only for nashville very good question only for nashville yeah, absolutely. Because the content is going to be different from what you're going to do with it. Remember, when you guys have two markets, in this case, Chrissy has Nashville, or you have Miami, or you have Orlando, or in Tampa, Atlanta, right? You have specific content for those people. And then you have specific content for the international. They both have different needs. Got it? But that's an advantage that you have. You have to work a little bit harder, but that's an advantage that you have. All right, uh, let's see. Next question right here. Uh, Margarita says, hi, Orlando. You used to mention and recommend paid advertising in social media to get leads. Do you still recommend that? 1,000%. You got to pay to play. You understand that, that sentence? You have to pay to play, right? Absolutely. If you don't pay, you don't play. If you don't pay, you do not play. Got it? So how are you going to find those leads? Yeah, you got paid leads and you have organic leads. Yeah, but if you only rely on the organic leads, it's going to be very, very slow growth. Your sphere of influence is extremely small compared to what's out there with pay advertising. And you should be doing both. Very good question, Margarita. Very good question. All right. Uh, let's see right here. Edna says, patience for listening and be consistent. Yep, very good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gustavo says, uncomfortable, talk about that, but I challenge to overcome. Yep. All right. Marbel says, uh, okay, life insurance. Uh, be patient, Edna, very good. All right, very good. Questions, questions. I'm looking for questions right here. Uh, <laughs> Anna, very good. Anna says, objections from the 1900s, right? That sounds familiar. Anna, I didn't know that was uh, that you were here, so I'm glad that you're here. I mentioned that objection, and uh, in the 1900s, like Anna said, uh, the objection about the commission, right? The, the answer used to be, well, if I'm easy to negotiate my commission with you, I'll be easy to negotiate the price for you. That is a yes answer. All right. Uh, let's see. Any questions right here? 
Anna, thank you very much. This is a real view of our business. So Adriana says, I'm in Virginia and my audience are mostly English and some Hispanics. I send my campaign emails in English because the majority speak English. Is that a good approach? Adriana, if you feel very comfortable in English, absolutely. You want to, so it's not only about the approach. I want you to do module number one, guys. Module number two and module number three. Module number one talks about how to identify your target audience, all right? So I don't want to jump, Adriana, into the conclusion that it's just a great approach. I want you to watch module number one, which is all about choosing the right target audience. And let me show it to you right here, all right? Uh, and, and and study it. Remember what we said right uh, this, this morning, right? It's all about practice, 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 and, uh, and making sure that, that you are prepared. So when you go right here, all right, guys, for, this is for everybody here. I need to know, remember what we said right here about the negotiation skills. I need to know my product and I also need to know my market. So you're gonna go to start coaching right here. You're gonna go to English. And in English, the first module is right here, target audience. Who's gonna be your target audience? And I want you to, to do that specific module many times. It's not only to go through the module is to make sure that you understand what is being said in the module, that you become the detective when you're watching those videos. Don't be doing something else. Write notes, pause it, rewind it, all right? And then do the exercise necessary, in this case uh, for, uh, what is it for? It was, I think it was for, uh, for Adriana or, or Virginia, okay? Necessary uh, to, uh, it's Adriana, yeah, Adriana is in Virginia, okay, to make uh, the necessary uh, uh, steps to make sure that you identify the right audience. I know, and I know, and it's right here, okay. Uh, Jose, Jose says, is Octopus Agent website service available for C5? We do not have uh, the website anymore, anymore, all right? What we do have is the content for the website. Websites are just a template. Without the right content, doesn't attract people, doesn't get their attention. So what Octopus does for you, all right, and you can go to octopusagent.com, octopusagent.com, right here, octopus, octopusagent.com, right here, let me see, agent.com. You can go here, all right, let's see right here. And I don't know why this one. So it includes the, you go to octopusagent.com, octopusagent.com, and it includes the articles, the email marketing, all right, the guides and everything included to put it in your website, which is the key. A website without the right content segmented for buyers and sellers, and the right sequence connected to your email marketing is just a template where people don't go anymore. So go to octopusagent.com and you'll see all the things that it offers you, okay? Uh, good, one, uh, my question is, I've been doing real estate in New, in New Jersey since 2005 and I'm kind of old, uh, old school. And my issue is how do I overcome the habit of going to a brick and mortar office to work? I feel lost, very, very good important so and again 
I'm not going to try to convince anybody and Juan, I'm not gonna try to convince you. I, uh, and, uh, I stopped having an office long time ago. And, uh, and as a coach, I used to go, I don't go anymore. Doesn't matter how much they pay. I don't go anymore to any real estate office. End of story. They are depressing, depressing, all right? Uh, and, and I see one, one laughing, one, and they're depressing one because the people that go to a real estate office are not the top producers, right? Or the new agents usually, all right? And I need to create an environment, one, where I feel inspired, motivated, and other people show me what can be done. Top agents don't go to an, an office, and if they do, they go pick up their check or they go close to get in, into their office, close the door, and they're not exchanging thoughts, right, with other agents. Now, what I do, I have a private office for the past 15 years, beautiful office by myself, not even my brother is with me, because I can't work from home, it's too much distraction, so I rented my own office but I refuse to be surrounded by people that have low morale, right? That they, are, they have no energy, they have no aspirations. And that's what you find in the typical real estate office. Got it? So my number one job, and we have 135 people right here in the school, our number one job in life, more important than anything else, is to protect our environment. And a real estate office, the typical real estate office is not conducive to a great environment. I wanna ch change the way I think about money. I wanna change the way you know I think about health, exercise. The environment is gonna give me all of that. It's going to contribute or it's gonna work against it. Right. So my suggestion, and and one, and, and one, you're part of C5, right? And uh, and you get you are here every Monday. You can be here. You're you're here on Tuesdays at ten, on Tuesdays at one. The quality of agents that you get to engage virtually, right, via Zoom, it's way higher than in any office that I've been to. Now again, I'm not here to convince anybody. All right, but now you see the big big, big advantages of working, right, virtually. Way, way better the experience that we have, but not everybody's the same, right? But good question, Juan, good question, all right? Uh, very good. So uh, let's see. Tati says, protect our energy. Very good. It's sacred, absolutely. And the way we protect our energy, the number one, by the way, you might be super tired. Everybody has experienced this, get it? And we have uh, 15 more minutes. Everybody has experienced this. It is never about how tired we are. It is always about the surroundings we have. You want me to demonstrate it for you? When you were younger, when you have, by the way, a lot of energy and you were tired and you were getting ready to go to your first date, 
Remember when you used to talk to your boyfriend or girlfriend until four in the morning and then you would fall asleep? Where's all that energy coming from? What happened? You said you were tired and now all of a sudden you have all this energy, you have this smile, you have all this you know, aura through you. What, what's going on? You said you were, you were tired. What happens when your mom, your dad, your son comes to town, right? What Did you say you were tired? What happened? what happened now? Because now you're surrounded by the people you love or by the people that inspire you. It's ne don't ever believe that you're too tired. Listen, and if I, if, if I put in front of you a person that you're interested in meeting, that feeling of being tired will disappear immediately. Immediately. You tell me a person you would love to meet. Listen, I admire this person and I would like to have lunch with this person. And tell me the most, the, the moment on the, during the day where you're the most tired. I said, all right, now's your time. You're going to have an hour and a half lunch or dinner with this person. How tired will you be? That feeling of being tired will disappear immediately. It's the environment. By the way, how tired are you when you wake up at 4.30 in the morning and you're ready to go on vacation to Europe, right? How tired are you? Oh my God, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. You get up from that bed so excited. 4.30 in the morning, let's go. And the kids that don't want to wake up for school every morning, now they go, boom, I'm ready, mama. Why? Because it's the environment we have created. It's all about the environment, guys. That's why it's so critical and so important. Got it? It's not the same thing to do wake up every day in the morning and do exercises by yourself that have a group of people that encourage you right that it's that environment that you have created to do it with somebody else with a with with group of like that's what saying it that in english it's, it has a term right like-minded people so that is a great demonstration right there right uh, so gustavo says orlando can you tell us mirroring all right so what do you mean mirroring when you're speaking to somebody else yeah okay, we're so Someone maybe where we're high level of energy, you know, and maybe we are running too fast or mm -hmm. too low, you know? Yeah. So I I have my my own opinion about mirroring because it can be dangerous, right? So if I'm and you are like this, it's, it's, it's and then you are like this, it's kind of weird. Huh? And then you know, you gotta be careful with anybody knows everybody knows what mirroring is, right? So having the same posture of the person you're talking to. I, I hear about that through Dean Graciosi. I was listening something about him, yeah, you know? Yeah, but, but you gotta be very careful and it's an art, okay. right? And it has a, like, you know, you gotta do the three, the, the three minute, the three second delay because it, it, it gets kind of weird. What I've learned through the years is, is the following, right? So I'm gonna give all my attention to you. I'm gonna be here hundred percent. I'm gonna give all my passion and I'm gonna be myself. And some people literally hate me. And many people love me. It's just part of the deal. But if I change my behavior, still, some people are going to hate me and some people are going to love me. So you got to be yourself. Now, now, that being said, when I'm with somebody, I know when, when each, no, not me, all of us, right? When we're with somebody and we show energy, all right, that we're passionate about what we're saying, all right? That, communi that, that communicates to the other person your conviction about what you're saying. 
and that has an appeal to everybody else, right? I mean, people can see it. You have a conviction. You you study this, right? Let's say a property, a pre-construction. It's just I'm just a, and, and your conviction because all the details, because all the work you put into it, because because you know, just study the market, and, and you you will show me that passion. Got it? And that's contagious. Now, what I need to learn to do is to control it. I can go crazy either, right? So I work with the tonality. And then I make a pause. So it's not about being always hyper or lower. It's playing with it, right? So I go very passionate. Because if I'm stay too passionate, then people, if you scream, some people say, you're screaming so loud that I can hear what you're saying, right? And if you go too low, right? It's like, man, this is so boring. I'm going to say something, but, but, but take it from, from the heart. Because my mom once told me, don't give that example because it's the, the religious part, whatever. And I, I didn't mean it in a bad, in a bad way. And I'm, I'm going to say it now. And I mean it in a great way. Okay. I, I, please do not, uh, do not get offended. That's not my point. Please. I'm just trying to put a, a point across, right? You know, you go to church. Many of you go to church, right? So uh, went to church yesterday. I go to church too, right? What do they do? Sit down. Get up, get on your knees, sit down, get up, get on your knees. Because if for one hour, the priest is going, man, everybody will fall asleep. It's just part of the routine, right? Again, please do not take it first, but understand that it's a reality. They do it for a specific reason, not only for religious reasons. You need to keep the audience engaged. It's the reality, whether we like it or not, all right? So again, please take it from my heart as a good thing. So when you're speaking to people, all right? Use that tonality, you know, you give your passion, then you relax, all right? But mirroring people all the time, it can get kind of weird. Uh, and then you become too conscious about that. And you're trying to, here's my point. Uh, you're, to me, it's trying to fake it. Got it? Because you're like this right now. I might not like to sit like this. But in order to persuade you, right, I'm acting I'm not thinking about how to give you the most value. I'm thinking about how you can, right, relate to me. Listen, I'm going to give you the best I have, the best I have. And that's me. Now, that's, you know, it's up to you whether we decide to work together or not. But that's my job. And I leave this, this meeting super happy knowing that I gave you everything, right? And uh, some people love it, some people won't. And I will respect both. Because the more people you talk to, the more people that love you and the more people that hate you, you have. It's just, it's just a reality. And the more passionate you are, the more controversial you become. All right? All right. So, all right. So we have eight more minutes. So thank you, Gustavo, for that. Be yourself. Be very passionate. Make some pauses, ups, downs, right? Like, like we do in church, which is normal. All right. It's part of it. Don't get offended, please. That's not my, my obje objective right here. All right. So you get to give you an example. All right, so Maria says, wow, well, love it, Orlando. Thank you very much. Uh, Juan, exactly, very good. Be authentic, right? Uh, uh, Jennifer says, you love me or you hate me, right? So that's another point. You want haters and you want people that love you. But what you don't want is people in the middle. Because when people hate you, what do they do? They talk about you. Oh, they're talking bad about me. Listen, they're talking about you. And they're going to talk. When one person talks about, one person have a negative opinion about you, they will tell 20 people. 
And those 20 people will make their own conclusion. Got it? So if you're giving the best you have, they make their own conclusion. So thank you for that person that was speaking bad or had negative opinion about you because that person let other 20 other people. Look, look at politicians. <laughs> they never mention their opponent name, but they love it. Trump won the elections. Why? Because they, he monopolized the media. He didn't care whether they were saying good or bad things. I'm not saying you should like Trump or not. I'm just talking about a tactic, right? You want people to speak good or bad. What you don't want is not to create any emotion. Got it? And when they talk bad, it's, because, it's not because you're saying something bad. It's just you're too energetic. You're controversial, right? But you're being yourself. Worry when people don't speak about you. Got it? All right, perfect. Uh, Rafael says, what do, you, what do you do when you face an aggressive client on the phone, Zoom, or in person? What's my brother's favorite word? What is it? Next. Next. What is it? Next. Right? So, you know, uh, the day, and it's not even live, the day is too short. The day is too short to be talking to people that we don't want to talk to. So, listen, I'm sorry, Mr. Client, uh, that I bother you. That was not my intention. I really wish that you have a great day. And uh, if in the future we can work together, great. If not, I completely understand. I'm sorry to bother you today. Next immediately you go you got to go into the next conversation because if you don't what happens is you stay there and that situation affects you longer it affects all of us all of us none of us want people to be aggressive to us got it it affects us but the question is not if it affects us the question is for how long top athletes right serena williams says that right uh, and and they, they realize that one of the biggest abilities she has is that how short a loss affects her. Got it? So she can immediately switch. By the time she wakes up next day, she's wired like that. By the time she's she wakes up, wakes up next day, that's it. She forgets. And some people, I'm wired like that. I don't know why. I have a discussion with my wife next day in the morning. I wake up like nothing. Like, I don't even remember what we had about. But remember, I don't even remember what was it's just it's a man thing. Is that it's a main thing, right? Okay, so it's a main thing. I don't, I, we're wired like that, right? So Serena is wired like that. We, we don't even remember the details. You know what? I don't even remember what happened yesterday in the morning. The details, and you women sometimes remember what happened 10 years ago. So where did that come from, right? So we don't know. But here's the point. You got to go to the next conversation. Immediately. Immediately go to the next conversation. Don't let it linger in your, in your, in your mind, all right? Uh, let's see. Let's uh, see. Uh, let's see. All right. I think that is it for today. 10.56, guys. 10.56. So one more time, let's review the six skills. And uh, the skills, what I want, it's not only for you to know the skills. Every time we do an exercise like this, it's, it's a reflection, right? Uh, it's, all right, not only these are the skills, but which ones do I need to improve? So if I show you one more time this, uh, this slide today, right, which one? Do you truly need to improve right now? Listening, asking questions, product knowledge, market knowledge, patience, or open to options, right? All of the above. 
in, or all of the, okay, so oh, very good. All of the above. And I think that was Felipe. Very good. So if you had to pick one right now, Felipe, for the next week, just for the next week, and let's say you're going to improve this consciously and practice it for the next six weeks, one per week, which one would you choose first? Consciously. Market knowledge. Mark, very good. All right. So for the next week, you need to make sure that you practice that. And by the way, that is a never ending process. Never. The market changes in a daily basis. So we need to get into the habit of studying the market, right? Five to 20 minutes. At the beginning, it's going to be 20 minutes. Then after three, four weeks, you, you, you learn the pattern and it's no more than five minutes every day, every single day. And you're very close uh, to Thomas Hoffman, who, who said, you know, I don't want to be a fake agent. And he studies the market for about an hour every single day. About an hour every single day. I want to wow my clients, right? I want to give them more than they expect. But the only way to do that is not by effort in front of them. It's by preparing before I meet with them. Got it, guys? Preparation, it's key. All right, guys. Kisses, talks to everybody. Thank you very much for being here today. Remember, on Wednesday, for those of you who speak Spanish, we have the event, How to Sell Miami. So if you're going to attend, be sure to be there early. There is no hurricane coming. So everything is still going. We will see you there at nine in the morning, early in the morning. Thank you guys for being here.